thank you for listening to Jollyville Radio. I'm your host, Jimmy Piecrust, and you're listening to KJVR. And I have a co-host with me in the recording booth today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Anderson. Yes, uh, when we introduce ourselves, we use our full names. Hello, I'm Anderson Millingsley. All right, would you like to try it with some personality and pizzazz? I have lots of personality and pizzazz. Okay, uh, maybe try something like, Hello, I'm Anderson Millingsley, the new station intern. You can just call me Anderson. Okay, well, on today's episode, we have an installment of Applesauce with Chauncey Applegate and Community Beat with Uncle Asar. When do I get to use the time machine? Seriously, dude? I want to use the time machine that Julia uses for history chats. Well, you can ask Julia when you do training with her, but for now, we are just going to introduce the show. I could just turn it on in the middle of the episode and nobody would know. Thank you. All right, we are going to go to commercial, but please stay tuned. Experienced. Frugal. Practical. Announcing the all-used line of luxury thrift store items by the designer Robert Cheerful. I'm Chauncey Applegate, broadcasting to you from the Purple Street studio of Jollyville Radio, KJVR. Welcome back to another episode of Applesauce, the program that's just a mishmash of good bits. Today, my lucky guest is Torsten Gaia. Torsten's a life coach here in Jollyville, and today we're going to talk about how to be your best you. Welcome, Torsten. Thanks, Chauncey. It's great to be here. I'm super excited about the opportunity to offer our listeners some of the great approaches I've developed for reaching your full potential in all aspects of life. Well, Torsten, that's just the sort of thing I like to hear about on my great radio show. Between your theories and my well-demonstrated methods, our listeners should get a fantastic jumpstart on their lifestyle tune-ups. Actually, my theories have been proven to be effective around the world, across many languages and cultures. It's quite fitting since my last name means the oneness of Mother Earth. Some might accept that as a loose translation, Torsten, but Gaia actually means Earth Goddess. The etymology is from the primordial Earth Goddess in Greek mythology. Uh, One of my universally effective life methods is learning how to let go of insignificant differences of your perspective. Don't lose the message in a flurry of irrelevant hair splitting. You've just given a great example of when that technique should have been used. You can tell just by looking at me that I don't have any problems at all with hair splitting. I'm sure our listeners will be thrilled to know the trick I discovered ages ago. If you always rinse out your hair conditioner using the coldest water you can stand, you'll never have another split end in your life. I guarantee it. Well, it certainly does seem like you are quite an expert at pouring cold water on things. I promote a technique of emphasizing warmth, openness, and empathy in interactions with others. 
many people have reported dramatic and rapid improvements in their overall sense of well-being and connectedness just by devoting some attention to this. Perhaps you could benefit from trying it sometime. I will admit that empathy does have its place, Torsten. If you're trying to get someone to do something your way, it really can be crucial to understand what is at the root of their inferior approach. But it takes a lot of effort to put yourself in the mindset of another person. It's very taxing and really reduces the efficiency of transferring my beneficial knowledge to others. I can certainly attest to how efficiently you have created an impression on me, Chauncey. But perhaps efficiency isn't a good measure for well-being in our relationships with others, ourselves, or the broader world. In my practice, I've seen over and over again just how crucial unstructured time is for a healthy life. There is a rich sense of wonder and meaning that comes from simply being in the moment, immersing yourself in the world around you without judgment or agenda. Many find this way to be a gateway to mindfulness and a state of flow. I've never really understood how emptying your mind can be called mindfulness. I get such a steady stream of fantastic new ideas and insights, that's what I call a real mindful. What gives me a rich sense of wonder is seeing the look in someone's eyes as they recognize my brilliance. Chauncey, don't you think a never-ending chase for recognition and superiority is a recipe for harmful conflict and ultimately painful defeat? Conflict is at the heart of organized society, Torsten. There can't be winners without losers. I'm not saying we have to be heartless. In fact, I take great joy from freely spreading my knowledge to help level the playing field. But there's still a score at the end of each game. I disagree with you on that point. I believe that as long as we have an honest appreciation of how our own actions impact others, we can find ways to satisfy our individual interests while simultaneously improving the well-being of every member of our society. For example, I've been working on a project with local entrepreneur and animal expert Harry Lachat. We recognize for quite a while that there's a big unserved need for better pet that can also serve as an emotional support animal. We hit upon a chinchilla ferret hybrid as a nearly perfect combination, and our new chinrets will be on sale at local pet stores by the time this program airs. Wait a second. Chinrets? Don't you mean my for chillas? And did you say Harry Lachat? You mean that terrible invasive species? No, chinrets put the chinchilla part of the hybridization first. Harry Lachat has a huge investment in this project. How fascinating, Torsten. I think you made my point perfectly without knowing it. It seems you're not aware that Harry Lachat has been viciously bad-mouthing my ferchillas, which are a ferret-chinchilla hybrid I perfected nearly six months ago. I was really puzzled why Harry is trying so hard to demonize my wonderful new pets when it's so clear that everyone loves them. But it all makes sense now. Perhaps you need to have a conversation with your business partner about what your true corporate vision is. 
appreciation of how our own actions impact others. Ha! I'm completely shocked by your allegation, Chauncey. Rest assured, I will discuss this with Harry. And if what you say is true, there will be a reckoning. I'll certainly enjoy having you back on the show to teach our listeners how to apologize, Torsten. I hear that's a very important life skill as well, though I've never had occasion to use it myself. And you know what? I can do soothing and empathetic too. Listen to this. Thanks for listening to KJVR for another spectacular and mind-expanding episode of Applesauce with our guest Torsten Gaia and his stunning revelation. I'm your host, Chauncey Applegate, and I hope you'll tune in to hear my mellifluous and relaxing voice again soon on another episode. Jollyville Radio sends a shout out to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, population 48,327. How y'all doing? I'd Marco Polo, resident of Venice, Italy. Being of sound mind and body, do hereby bequeath on my worldly possessions to my endearing and patient wife Donata Bador, including the maps to the Silk Road and the Spice Trades, in hopes that she would have finally learned how to cook. Oh, Mamma Mia! Forgive me for this infraction. And to children all over the world, the very best way to change the most boring name of the game of tag or it to my namesake, whether it be on land or on the waters of the earth, and to future generations, that they may find a way to stay in touch with friends and family during periods of distance and separation. Blessed be my name forever. May it live on in perpetuity. In witness thereof, I declare that I sign and execute this instrument on the date of the 1st of January, 1324, as my last will and testament, and further declare that I sign it willingly, and under no constraint or undue influence. Sincerely, Marco Polo. Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Sarathan and Spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. In the KJVR Radio, Purple Street Studio, we're kicking it with O. Antonio, frontman of the Austin, Texas-based O. Antonio and his imaginary friends, a chamber pop music band sharing joy with everyone they meet. Your hips will move, your heart will smile. My man, O. Antonio, welcome to Community Beat. Hey, it's nice to be with you, Uncle Asai. That was awesome. Good to have you, man. When I first heard the name O Antonio and his imaginary friends, I thought you were some kind of uh, musical genius like Prince, where you're playing all the instruments, writing all the songs, <laughs> singing all the vocal parts, and imaginary friends were like some, 
you know, personas you were using, but, but tell us what's really going on and, and why you started the band. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So when I moved here into Austin about, oh, 12 years ago, I felt like a lot of the bands were real serious and everybody was, you know, making real serious art. And I'm not against that at all, but I felt like there was room to kind of like share some joy. And so um, I knew that I gravitated towards like pop melodies and I like things to be real melodic. And the very first show that I played was kind of based on this idea of like, oh, Antonio's imaginary friends. And I was up on stage by myself at the Frontier Bar. And in between songs, I would joke about like, oh, my keyboard player, you know, Tim, like made a mistake on that track, blah, blah, you know, or whatever. So sorry about that. And I would joke about how like I had this imaginary band. So after I played my, my first show by myself and I just released a kid's book at the time called Jump Little Cake, uh, Jump Little Cake Jump is actually what the book's called. You can pick it up at Book People. And I wrote an entire music background to that entire, um, that entire book. And so I was playing like half what I would call kid songs and then half songs that like for adults or whatever the case may be. And the bar started dancing. We had a really good time. I had a couple of friends walk up to me and they were like, whoa, I play saxophone and I play drums. And so that's kind of how it expanded. And so now it's kind of turned into this eight to nine person group. It fluctuates depending on who's available. And we write these really kind of boisterous songs about serious things, but our goal is to give joy in the end. So like if we, we talk about suicide, our, our goal is to like give hope in the end, you know, or we might talk about, you know, a, a nephew that I had uh, who passed away, who had a terminal disease, but his impact on the world is incredible. And there's still, you know, ripple effects of like what he did in his lifetime through his, um, his disease that actually took his life, you know, and that's, his name is Anton. And so we kind of write these story songs and, you know, as people are available, I, I am not Prince, you know, Prince is amazing. And I, I hear things in my head and I'm like, Oh, I kind of want this to be on saxophone or I want this to be on violin or I want this to be on trumpet or we're going to take this little toy piano that we picked up at Goodwill, you know, that says Neiman Marcus on it and like plunk out all these like little fun notes. And so um, the goal is to kind of kind of bring this beautiful world of like, here's what's actually happening in the world. And, you know, like, let's work together to find hope. And so that's kind of the MO of Owen Antonio and his imaginary friends and the chamber popness, you know, of sound that we bring. Well, that, that's beautiful, man. Uh, you have a lot of positivity and joy in your music and your lyrics. I mean, you just expressed that. What, um, how does that help to build community? I think it's important to look at serious things in the face, um, whether it's, it's, it's racism or the fact that like people need to be heard, you know, um, I think looking, looking and listening and then taking art to expound on those ideas, you know, and share hope with each other to like build a community is kind of like how the imaginary friends has kind of come about and so that's, that's kind of like, I don't want to say the equation, because that sounds very like, I don't know, institutional, I guess. But that's, that's kind of the rhythm by which we work, you know? It's like, I want to identify, I'm working on a whole, I'm working on two, I'll say groups of songs right now. One that's dealing with like what's happening from like a, a race standpoint in America. And like, what does it mean for us to listen? What does freedom really look like internally? Like if we're really free, truthfully, then like, People can be who they are, you know, and 
any person of color or minority doesn't have to walk around with any fear. Like, because I don't think fear can exist in freedom. And so that idea of what freedom really, really looks like when, it, when we're rich in freedom, fear is pushed aside, you know? And I wanna, I wanna, I'm writing a group of songs about that idea. I'm writing a group of songs about like some ideas about like empirical religious, you know, ideas. I'm not against church, but I'm against the idea of like someone standing on top in the name of Christ, but it's all about me being famous against that kind of stuff. You know, and so my goal is to like give hope as like we talk about some of these dark things, but as like we work through that, we're going to enrich the soil is kind of my vision, you know, and it might be a song, but I, I hope that, that what comes across in the lyrics and melody is the fact that like we're taking on these things that are a little bit tougher, but at the same time, like you can come along and join us as like, you know, we raise a flag to make change. You know, and I think like if you can see change in the future, you have hope for what you're driving for. So that's kind of kind of what our community looks like and what we're doing. That's very interesting. You mentioned the freedom without fear. There's another uh, great musician. Uh, he's passed on Gil Scott Heron. And in a song, he talks about uh, uh, peace. He's peace is not the absence of war. It is the absence of preparation for war. And I think what you're saying. And that, that, that's, uh, that's very profound. Uh, you mentioned that you had a, a friend die from a terminal illness. I think I read something about that on, on, in your literature. What is it like when you compose a song and you're dealing with that? I mean, is that cathartic or is it, uh, I mean, what, what, how, how does that help you or, or is that what you do? You know, that's, that's interesting you bring that up. Like, um, I think it is cathartic for me um, like that song I'm talking about is, is called Anton the Brave. And it's all about this kid who has this terminal illness where like he had the protein in his blood cells that like helps you when you, you know, you get a cut across your arm, you build up a scab, you know, he didn't have that protein. So like literally his body was falling apart layer by layer internally, but the kid had so much joy and um, he, uh, he ended up in the hospital and at the University of Minnesota. And at the end of his life, I wrote the song and he was my nephew, he was adopted from Russia. And he, I wrote this song about him. Like I wanted him to know that in his final moments, like when he heard this song, that like he fought and, and he, he slayed pain. There's literally a line that says like, he slayed pain, you know, and, and made other people laugh and smile and um, ended up with a lot of really good friends on the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers you know, and USA Today, like, did an article about him, and I'm just like, this kid needs to know that his story is going to live on after he passes, you know, so yeah, in, in that moment, I wrote that song as a, you know, as a form of therapy for me, because yeah, it was really sad, but his story is powerful, and is like, you know, puts a smile on my face still to this day. Oh, Antonio, what, what is your, you know, we're talking about positivity and things, enjoy, and, uh, much of the popular music today is talking about, you know, bling and, you know, large and popping bottles, that type of thing. What, what does your fan base look like? What, what, what audiences uh, uh, enjoy your music? You know, the kind of people that enjoy our music are the kind of people that enjoy, honestly, a catchy melody. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, the, and, and the kind of people that um, want to kind of like take charge in their life and move towards something different, you know, um, I, I hope that our music is empowering, you know, the people that want to take that and, and take up a flag and like 
you know, move forward and march forward. Um, yeah, that's that's what I what I think our audience looks like. I also think our audience also looks like people that don't necessarily fit into certain groups. Um, I don't want to say displaced. That's not the best word, but like you can come and be a part of our community and fit right in. You know, it's not uncommon for us to like meet somebody one day and then, you know, the following day, like, you know, we're like, hey, we're writing a song about what you were talking about last night. Do you want to sing gang vocals on it? You know, and we send them a link online. You can sing at home off your phone, on, off your computer, throw on some headphones, you know, and then we've like got, you know, 20 or 30 people from around the country that are singing on top of these songs. And that's kind of like, you know, you asked about what our community looks like. Our community, like, is people that want to be directly involved with us on a regular basis, you know. So that's your audience sounds uh, actually sounds a lot like KJBR uh, Jolly Bear Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, you guys, you guys are a blast. You guys are a good time. Oh, Antonio, and I guess I should call you Antonio or Antonio. We call you Antonio. Yeah, you can call me O Antonio. I'm for that. <laughs> where can where can we uh, where can we listen to your music online? Okay, so you can hear our music on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, YouTube music, basically anywhere you stream music on the interwebs. We're currently releasing 52 songs this year. I think I'm about 25 songs into those 52 songs-ish. Um, I have to look at the numbers again. But yeah, we're almost releasing one song a week. I'm about to prepare, finish mixing uh, the last sets of songs. So yeah, basically you can go to oantonio.com if you want to, and that's ohantonio.com. And you can find most of the music there. But yeah, we're all over, you know, the social medias, the Instagrams, the interwebs, the Facebooks, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, Antonio and your imaginary friends, thank you for dropping by the studio, man. And we wish you the best of the best. Thank you, Uncle Asar. I really appreciate you having me here on uh, Jollyville Radio. And it's it's been a lot of fun. Thanks, thanks for having me, for sure. This has been Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar. And dig this, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace. And now, live in the KJVR Jollyville Radio Purple Street Studios, performing their latest release, Gold Star. Give it up for O Antonio and his imaginary friends. Or you learn the heart.
of Jolly Bull Radio includes Uncle Asar Alcabalon, Emily Ansonet, Lizzie Brister, Michael Crosa, Michelle Darcy, Richard Dayry, Brian Green, Alan Kay, Pilar Kep, Robert Leary, Thomas Schlitt, Matt Wake, Kay, Wise Denty. Special appearances by John Cook, host of the podcast for Dope. Lead editing by Dr. Monse Santian with social media help by Emily Ansonet. Direction and music by Michael Crosa. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing. Jollyville Radio is a product of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of the Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. If you're enjoying Jollyville Radio, consider supporting us on Patreon. For a small monthly pledge, you can have a big impact on the success of the show. Plus, depending on your pledge, you can get bonuses like access to the script archive, letters from characters, and even a chance to hear your own voice on the show. Just go to patreon.com and search for Jollyville Radio. The credits were read by the writers of episodes 214 through 217. They are Uncle Asar, Akebulan, Emily Ansonet, Michael Croza, Brian Green, Pilar Kep, KY Stenti. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.